Thanks for tuning into the Brews Room, our little addition to the oversaturated world of podcasting. Join me, Mark, the resident beer enthusiast, along with Justin and Jeff from Exit 6 and Kyle from Shamrock's Bar and Grill as we talk beer, brewing, and pop culture. You can also join us live every week at 1030 Central on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thebearded, and we can be found on all relevant social networks as The Brews Room, including Patreon, where sponsorship gets you early access to our show as well as bonus material. At this point, I'm supposed to tell you where to download our podcast, but let's be honest, if you don't know how to perform a basic internet search, then you have bigger problems in life. Thanks for listening. Another episode of the Brewers Room. I hadn't started yet. Uh, yeah, but I got the one that counts. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Brewers Room. See, I did it. I just said that. Well, I said it again. Hey guys, welcome to the Brewers Room. <laughs> I just didn't want to be left out. <laughs> I'm Jordy LaForge. I'm Jordy LaForging today. So reading Rainbow. I used to love that show as a kid. That, didn't they bring that back? Reading Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, they, I don't know if they brought the show back, but they launched an app which became like the number one educational app for a long time. I mean, it was very popular. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There was a, yeah, yeah, there was a big to-do about it a handful of years ago because they, and I think they released all the episodes online. But I don't, I don't think they've revamped the show. What's he doing right now that he can't go and do Reading Rainbow again? Yeah, I, that I don't know. Is he going to be in the new, in the new uh, Star, Star Trek? Trek? <laughs> Man, new Star Trek's. Not good. Oh, is it already started? Oh yeah, they launched. They've had an entire season of it. Have they really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to watch. And it. I'm, I'm kind of a Star Trek fan. Like, I mean, not huge or whatever, but um, yeah, I watched it. And the first handful episodes were pretty good. And then I don't know. There's just a creepy albino Klingon with an iPad that ends the uh, se- series or ends the season, and it just didn't really work for me. Who who's the main captain? Is it Kirk? Uh, is it Kirk? Captain no, they Kirk. have a new. They have a new captain. I thought uh, Picard was like making a comeback. He, well, so they announced he might be in this new season coming up. Because there was a picture. Of, oh, okay. Because I saw a picture of him like sitting at a writer's table. I don't know if he was just but had the, okay, input. But or, this uh, is this is set in the past. Like it's or I mean it's it's like before the original. It's set kind of concurrent with the original. I think. I mean, yeah. So, but anyway, James McAvoy, uh, who plays Professor X in all of the X Men movies, wants to play a young Picard. <laughs> Basically, okay. at this point, at this point, he's just like, I'm kind of hot and British and bald, and so any of those roles, like, I I'd like, can I just read Young his... Gandhi series? Did where McAvoy he plays... shave his head? Yeah. Really? When? For, for he he doesn't. Per, oh, maybe he didn't. No, oh, no, I no in the new X Men trailer because the Dark Phoenix is coming out. He's bald in that. Oh, I haven't That's seen that I'm, one yet. Yeah, right. I just saw the trailer for. It. I guess you're right because he hasn't been bald and, but he's he's yeah he's super super bald and super wheelchair bound. In Do the you next th- think he could just get away with remaking all of, uh, um, fuck, what's Picard's real name? Uh, uh, John <laughs> Luke. Patrick Stewart. Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. He could just remake all of Patrick Stewart's <laughs> movies at this point. <laughs> I can't think of any other anything else but, but Star I, like, Trek, I like but I'm th- sure there's some like But I like to think at some point like he's gonna be old enough to where he can actually play Picard. Like he's the yeah. old yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been bald since like 
the sixties, right? He ha- he hasn't I aged have no at idea. all. It's funny, like I s- I've seen old like clips of plays and stuff he was in where he has a full head of hair, and it's just it's fucking weird. <laughs> you need a taller mic. I was getting there. I'll grab one for you. Hold on. Now is the time that we listen to Mark fuck with his microphone. I have mu- muted I it. We're okay. The He's the smallest person. Yeah, it's muted. We're okay. You can do whatever you need to do right now. Whoa. Except for spill the beer. So we've got a, a really great show planned today. This is me improving. This is why I was never a part of. Shh. Don't tell Anna. You'll hear us make that reference a lot. That was the improv group Mark was in when he was in college. So and we to, uh, we tease him for that. Oh, are you ready? Yeah, right. Uh, let me bring it back then. So I went back to I, I went back to to Xavier over the summer and did a uh, trivia show for the current students f- uh, during senior week. So I guess it was right before summer. And the guy I did it for, I didn't even realize, was the head of Don't Tell Anna. And so when I got there, he made some reference to it, and I was like, well, you know, I'm. Kind of was, the OG, I was, I was kinda, yeah, the yeah. founding father. He didn't give a shit at all. I really? mean, his, you know, he did not care at all. It's not like when you show up at a fraternity, right? And right, you, and you, you do know, a secret you, handshake. You're yeah. like, so yeah. that's still a thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't tell Anna. Is still yes. their improv group. Yes. And you said, "Hey, I created that," and he's like, "Who gives a did shit?" Did not grandpa care at all. No shit. Man, yeah. Fuck that guy. Did you yeah. get to pull some like strange from it though? At least was there were the girls excited no. about it? They're improv girls, Justin. Yeah. How hot you think they are? Yeah, but the problem is know. they always fake it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they got some crazy mime moves in the bedroom from me <laughs> that we don't know about. <laughs> I'm trapped mime in a moves. box. Get it? <laughs> Lesbians. Sorry, Don. <laughs> we made it pretty far without uh, having to say sorry, Don. What, six minutes? Did yeah. we know? What's it, four minutes? Uh, so we've got a lot of... Five minutes, 20 seconds. All right. <laughs> a lot of beers from uh, Idaho tonight. Our buddy Travis brought some <laughs> shit in, and um, we're going to try them. It's all from the same brewery. What's the name of the uh, brewery? It's called Woodland Empire. Okay. And I believe uh, Travis said that Boise the uh, brewer's going to uh, jump on and watch or at least listen on Thursday oh, when nice. it goes out. Uh, they are in Boise. Yeah. I was going to say, are they in Boise or a city I've never heard of? <laughs> Twin Falls. Twin Falls. Uh, we also and only that from a Built to Spill song. <laughs> Built to Spill? Yeah. I don't know band. what that is. Yeah. Okay. It sounds they're. like a band you would listen to, though. <laughs> I don't even know what that I'm going to guess they've got a mandolin. No. Violin? No, they're kind of like... How many keyboards are there? Oh, they're all keyboards. <laughs> they're all actually... Key- it's, it's a it's a guitar quartet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And an accordion in the background. Yeah, but he doesn't play it. it just, they just they, There's an accordion in the background, but they never play it. It's like they the just dancing look at it suggestively. The Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Yeah. You know, the guy that's, he's part he's of the band, but all he does dance. is dance. Huh. Is that really a thing? Yeah. yeah. There's just that. one guy with an accordion. I didn't know that. Go home and watch Clueless now. It'll give you a reason to watch Clueless. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot they were in that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have a Man, beer from uh, Texas a weird time, tonight right? uh, from Deep Ellum. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start. Let's open up this uh, Pilsner. Uh, the uh, the that beer from Texas, a good friend of mine, actually started that brewery. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't brew there anymore. Oh. He's now with Brain Dead, uh, still in Dallas, I believe. But he left St. Louis to go down to Texas to start that brewery. So I've always really liked their stuff. 
There was a fly in that can. In it? Yeah. Dude, I just washed these glasses, so. I know. I know. Oh, that no, that's a big, that's a legit fly. Yeah. So, uh, I know that's not the brewer's fault, but uh, I, I have to take a point off because of the fly in the beer right from the get-go. I'm sorry, That's buddy. not something you're going to accidentally miss <laughs> no. that was in your glass no, already. No. That was a. That's a bummer. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to drink I'm it. I'm still going to drink the beer. <laughs> What the fuck is Travis doing? <laughs> yeah, it smells fine. It's a check pills, uh, four and change percent on this one. Mark's super nervous about. Uh, go grab oh. a go grab a fresh glass. We'll oh, I don't think it's the glasses. There, well, I mean, you you there's just, a fly in. The I beer. mean, you can just pass on the beer. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, Nobody's okay. gonna be upset if you don't drink the the fly beer. <laughs> he is really. <laughs> It's a hazy for a pilsner. What's the IPV on this? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. It's one. <laughs> What's IPV stand for? Insect per volume. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, so I have an update on a story we talked about a couple weeks ago with founders. Did you see that they've now reneged on their leaving of the um, Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce. Com- yeah. No, oh, really? Yeah. They said, uh, I, I guess they got a lot of flack for it. I thought they got a lot of support from what I saw. Um, but they're. Tweet- it's always so hard to tell on the internet because it's such an echo chamber both ways. Yeah. So, I mean, all you would see on every article is either tremendous support or tremendous backlash. Like, they basically said. We're not going to let politics get in, get in the way of us supporting this city, which is kind of was our argument in the first place is what does the chamber have to do with the governor? He's not the right. one that put it together. You know, the chamber's there to help everyone in the community, I think, regardless of political beliefs. Or no, I think that's the right call by founders. Yeah. Um, there was another brewery, though, uh, Scofflaw, which I've had some beers from them, and they were really great at um, – uh, Forehand, so Car- Lupulin Carnival had some really good beers, and then they had an event they were going to do with Brewdog, and they posted that anyone that comes this, in, this just wasn't one event. They were going to be on tap at all Brewdog locations. Oh, in that's Scotland. what it was. This yeah. was a big deal. They said if you come into the brewery and proclaim your love of Trump, we'll buy you a beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Brewdog shut that shit down real yep. quick because <laughs> if you know anything about those guys, they are probably the most non-Republican people <laughs> I've ever heard talk. Um, so they said, fuck you. you. We're pulling all of your beer out of our breweries. This is not a sanctioned event. You know, you didn't tell us you were ever going to do this. So BrewDog came back also and said, uh, if you just come in and say you love you love love or something like that. I love it. I'm a lover, not a hater. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're gonna You get a free beer at their places. for. You, for you know, there's more to this story, right? Keep, no, I didn't. Go ahead. Scofflaw came back and said, uh, hey, guys, we never said that. Mm. Um, I did see that. It was like a marketing firm or something. They hired a marketing firm in, in the U.K., and some dude from the marketing firm is the one that said this. <laughs> so Scofflaw's like, look, yeah, we're, we're from Atlanta. We, we've got southern roots, but we're, we don't really support the bigotry and hate that this uh, administration seems to support. That wasn't us. And then the marketing firm came back and was like, yeah, we looked into this. Turns out Jimmy took it upon himself 
to tweet this out. So he's been suspended. Sorry. At this point, though, the damage has been done. Yeah, no, I mean, BrewDog's already canceled yeah, everything. They, they, it's over. After they said that, that came out that they the marketing firm was the one's BrewDog was like, well, it's too late. If you've associated yourself with this company, sucks for you. I mean, that's a lot of beer going to a place where yeah, you, yeah, yeah. no one can get your product, and you've, you've lost a ton of money. But I'm imagining, and by the way, I don't, I heard that part of the story. and Fly parts. I'm done with this beer. Yeah, that's the third time I've pulled out a salad out of my mouth. Oh, it's yeah. Uh, two of them were yellow. That one was black. So, uh, Mr. Woodland Empire, something something happened with this can. Uh, but back to that story, I like when I read it, I was a little suspicious of that. I mean, look, if you were if you hire a marketing firm. I can't imagine they just do stuff without you knowing it. So I think what they did was the marketing firm fell on the sword and was like, okay, we'll try to do a little damage control. I suppose that's a possibility because never once did Scofflaw say, we don't support Trump or anything like that. They just simply said, we, we're, uh, we're Southern roots, but we don't support bigotry and hate. Yeah. So I suppose it's possible that that's the case. And by the way, that would be, uh, you know, That's if they didn't have some serious evidence that that w- that the marketing firm did it without their, I mean, why would BrewDogs come back and? Yeah, but why would the marketing firm fall on the sword, as you put it? That's going to make them look like shit. I mean, who's going to hire them knowing that that Jimmy may decide to run his mouth again? Yeah, I don't know. <coughs> this did the. the uh the Scofflaw rebuttal thing that just happened like pretty recently, right? I don't, I I just read this article today. Yeah, I did too. I, uh, I didn't know when it was from, so we'll see if it had everything in the same article. Anything so I else don't know. comes from it? I doubt it at this point, though. I think it's, it is, it's done. It's just over, in my mind is getting harder and harder to remain neutral in every like politics now permeates every aspect of of your life. It's your Facebook posts. It's your all your social media. It is your business. It is it's it's hard just to stay out of it. Uh, this story that I read was released on September 28th. Oh, so okay. A couple so days ago. A few days ago. Yeah. Uh, the Scofflaw would get UK drinkers, quote, beard up oh, redneck right. style, beard up completely redneck free style. of charge. You have to be a Trump supporter. So, yeah, the uh, Scofflaw was uh, released, was announced without our knowledge or consent. Oh, that's Brewdog. We always covered that i was looking for uh a uh, scofflaw brewing company is appalled by the inaccurate posts released yesterday morning by a uk agency that scofflaw hired to promote its uk tour those posts were released without scofflaw's knowledge or approval while we definitely have country roots no one at scofflaw brewing or those associated with our brand is now ever has been rooted in hate we do not tolerate hate that's just idiotic so again, there, there's nothing saying, no, you know, fuck Trump or anything. Well, but why, yeah, why would they take that? I don't think you should. Sure. Yeah. I don't think you can Especially put a solid Atlanta. stance yeah, down about anything like that there in a very, you know, yeah, southern area like that. We moved on to a new beer. Um, this is Moon Dog. It is their American Amber. Yeah, Amber. Five and change percent on this one. It's got a nice flavor. A little light on color for an amber, I think, for me. Uh, I don't see any flies in it, so we're off to a better start. Right. It's more of a 
goldenish, dark gold. I don't know. It's it's not quite red. No, it tastes exactly like an ember, though. It does. I think, I think it's got some good flavor. <clears throat> caramel, bread. Yeah, it's got yeah. a lot of caramel in it that I like. Yeah, it's pretty. This is decent. It's good. Um, I'm glad that, yeah, it's, it's zero um, IPV on this one, so <laughs> bonus. Travis says they charged extra for the flies. Is that a delicacy from Idaho we don't know about? I'm not, I've never been to Idaho. Uh, no one has. It seems like an entirely different it's, world up there, right? Like it's like the it's like the movie uh, Shazam. It doesn't it doesn't actually exist. Idaho is not. <laughs> you just like if you leave Montana going west, you're just in Washington State. <laughs> this is where they take all the uh, abduction victims. Like <laughs> it's actually an alien stronghold that we don't know about. <laughs> Area sixty two. <laughs> you went up eleven. You turned it up to eleven, huh? <laughs> um. You had an interesting story I think we should jump into because I think it'll be a good discussion. It's not about Idaho. It's not. <laughs> I was telling Justin before the show, one of my favorite shows is Party Down. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, J.K. Simmons had a cameo appearance or a guest appearance on it, and somebody was giving away, uh, selling like a, a weekend in Idaho, and he just looks up and he goes, what the fuck is there to do in Idaho in the summer? Wait for the rapture? <laughs> And so every time I think about going to Idaho, I just think about... <laughs> is Idaho like a notoriously religious state? I don't know. I don't even it know. It seems I like it would be such a uh, Wild West town, like state still. You know, like no one... It's, it's people that were going for the gold rush and got lost, and they just ended up in like, you know, saloon towns. Up, you know. This isn't Deadwood. <laughs> Guess I'll stay and grow potatoes. Like, like literally anybody... The only thing anybody knows about the state is potatoes, right? And Napoleon yes. Dynamite. And Boise State? That was State? in Idaho? That took place in Idaho. Huh. Yeah, and Boise State's stupid fucking football uh, field. I do hate the field. Man, that is... I can't watch the that anytime there's a Boise game. It, my eyes... I can't see shit. Oh, because you're colorblind. Yeah, yeah it really fucks with yeah. the game for me a lot. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Not that I watch that much college yeah, right. <laughs> football anyway, but... <laughs> you imagine? I would be a huge Boise State fan if it weren't for my colorblindness. <laughs> what if all of their fields were that way? Like... Their ice rink was just dyed purple. Justin, they are. <laughs> are they really? How would you know? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. <laughs> well, I, I don't uh, know. I've actually never seen a Boise hockey game, so you, you could be telling the I truth. Mean, so this was a this was a Reddit thread today, and one of the questions was, what was a what was a lie you told that just went on way too long that you basically had to commit to? And so somebody said that he told his friends that he couldn't see just the color orange, and so his friends just pointing out things that were for like 10 years like hey you can't see this basketball or whatever and he just ran with it because he was too, too do you have something do you have a lie you committed to for a long time that you I like you guys <laughs> <laughs> not that I can I can't think of anything off the top of my head but I know you've got one I well I do like <laughs> and it's a pretty long term and I, I think that's worse than the like the orange one's just kind of fun like, Wait, which one do you think I'm going the for? The one about your liver? Yeah, that's the one. Kidney. <laughs> yeah. It was my kidney. kidney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I, was, when I was in high school, I told people I only had one. Like, I was at a party one night and didn't want to drink, and I just moved there. And so I told everybody they only had one kidney. If I drank any alcohol, I would die. And it became the story that I had to live for, like, three years, except for my closest friends. <laughs> oh, and the, the year after college, uh, or the first year of college, I went back for a party, and this guy... Uh, I was drinking a beer, and this guy came, like, this guy named Jacob, who was all of 
300 pounds, came tear-assing across a party, and he slapped a beer out of my hand and he grabbed me by the shirt and he pushed me up against the wall and he goes, no, you will die. <laughs> hey, buddy, we got to talk. <laughs> I just didn't know if there was Turns something. Turns out I'm full of shit. <laughs> did, you, have you ever, did you ever see the, the Reddit thread about the guy with a potato who pretended he didn't know what a... It's like a famous... No. Oh, it's like a famous Reddit Reddit story. But there was this guy who went over to his. He, he just met this girl and started dating her. He goes over for dinner, and they're serving like baked potatoes. And as a joke, he says, "Oh, what is this?" And they're like, "You're kidding me, right?" And he committed to it, and he got so involved in it that he he literally like broke down in tears and was like, "No, I don't know what a potato is." Like, and it was just a lie. He had to. He had to. He just got committed and kept going. The next time I meet a new group of people, I just want to find go, something right, weird like that, like that. That broccoli. What are these little trees? Like, I don't. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> the three worst things in the history of the world all start with the letter H: Hitler. Holocaust, and hangovers. America took care of the first two, and the scientists at Morning Recovery have taken care of the third. Hangovers can be a thing of the past. It's not magic, it's science. They took taurine and milk thistle and enough vitamin B to cure a hangover and combined them to make a modern-day elixir to make hangovers a thing of the past. This has been tried and tested by the guys here at the Brews Room, and if we didn't believe it, we wouldn't talk about it. Give it a shot next time you're going on a bender, Wake up feeling new and refreshed the next morning. Remember, tomorrow starts tonight. This red's pretty solid. Yeah, I like this red. I was just thinking, though, besides Ryan's, if you had to pick a, another red, do you have another red that you really like? Nah, not, uh, uh, yes, um, Founders. Uh, red's, red's Rye. Red's Rye was really good. Um, do they still brew that? Really? They they it used to be a flagship. They turned it yeah. into seasonal. They don't oh, make okay. it all year round anymore. I do love that beer. I kind of like anything that's you know in that mid malt category with rye in it though. Yeah. Just cut down the sweetness a little bit and add that little spicy note from it. This is a much better uh, second showing from these guys. <clears throat> well, it's hard to screw up the first well. after the first one or do any worse. We had some really great beers this weekend. We were out in Kansas City for... Wait, I thought the, the first one was the Texas beer. No, Texas no, is at the end. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, at the uh, Crane Festival, we were out there and got to try some really good stuff. Um, Double Shift had this passion fruit sour with uh, vanilla and lactose that was really, really good. Um, that was the best beer I had all weekend. I I would put it up there for sure. Quantum Tunnel. Quantum Tunnel. Yeah. Really good. They had a beer. It's called uh, Literally Can't Even. They just call it LCE. It's a pumpkin spice. <laughs> it's, it's a 10% Belgian beer with graham crackers and, yeah, pumpkin spices. And it was pretty delicious. I'm not going to lie. Um, I gave some to Lynn, and that was, like, her favorite thing she had all day. <laughs> um, no, we didn't bring any back, Amy. Sorry. It was all at the festival. It's not true. We drink a lot outside the festival, too. We didn't buy any bottles to go, though. Mm. Um there was also another brewery, um, Norton's, had some really great sours. Um, they're from Wichita. I think it was Norton's. They had a it was. pineapple blue hibiscus uh, vanilla sour that was really great. <laughs> you just kept adding words to that. Like, it, was yeah. like a, it was like a beer Mad Libs. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff had an experience with uh, one of the guys from there, though, so. Not so much experience. They were just all kind of dicks. How many kidneys does he have? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't. Did something specific happen? Yeah, Friday night we're at the Brewers Bottle Share, and you picked up that bottle of his, and he said something like, "I guess you're gonna have a good night tonight," or something like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what does that mean? And I go, "Am I? I don't. I don't even know what this is." <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love it, but but like super douchey, not like uh, like. Like, I took it from him or something. Like, oh, I guess you're going to have a good night tonight. Like, I'm sorry, were you grabbing for this? I was like, no, I made it. <laughs> All right, tool bag. Uh, the beer was really good. I say, that's <laughs> the only thing that sucked, though, is everyone I met from that brewery seemed to be super douchey. The beer was amazing. They they yeah. all had a kind of had that uh, three Floyd slash Surly vibe going. Like, they just wanted to be I'm like too the, good for you. the hardcore, you know, kind of guys or whatever. Uh, they had a really badass logo, though. So. It was cool. It was like this big Norse hammer axe thing. Axe, I guess. Was it Norseman, <laughs> not Norton's? That would make sense now that you said that. No, no I, I think was, it was Norton's. Really? Okay. I was going to say, Norton's is actually kind of an awful beer. Like, brewery name. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Unless they've got a great... I'm sure it's a guy who died now, and I'm going to get... Katana just asked if, if there's any Colorado breweries that are memorable for us, and yes. Lots. <laughs> Oh, that my was favorite of. was the one that I was at uh, in April for the first time ever called Banded Oak. God damn, that was, place was awesome. Small? Very, very small. Didn't have as much seating as we did, I don't think. I didn't go inside, but from the outside, it looked like that. They had a nice patio, so I sat there. One of my favorites, which actually kind of ties into Saturday. <laughs> so there's a brewery called True, TRV, in Colorado. It's like a death metal-themed brewery. And bar like their tap room is just seating for about twenty six people. It's black. Everything's black with like red lights and just really cool like gothic artwork on the walls and stuff. Uh, I saw like five people wearing true shirts in at the festival in Kansas City. Yeah, which was weird. Like that's not a brewery you expect to see like a lot of. I, I, maybe they have a bigger following than I thought, but if you go there, it's did they tiny. hear me out on this? Did they actually go to the festival and work it? And there were those were the employees. No, they were not pouring there. Uh, Lauren asked me that, uh, and I and I said no. I definitely like when we were walking around the few times that we did get out from behind the booth. Like I looked to make sure that they weren't actually working there because I would have gone to drink some of their yeah, beer. Yeah. Um, you know, we always kind of when we do the festivals, pick out the you know most obscure brewery shirt or whatever, and that that was it for me. And the guys wearing the exit six shit. How many of those did you spot? Like us? <laughs> no, uh, we <laughs> had a, we actually had a some people come out from St. Louis and yeah. see us out there. So uh, Matt and Scott, and then we saw Kim and James out there. Um, some people, a lot of people that had been here before, which was cool. So, yeah. and I checked our uh, I checked our untapped ratings after the festival. Really good. We released our milkshake IPA that day. Oh, nice. First, time, first keg we tapped of it, and that, that went over really well. Very delicious. And Salty Farmer, man. God, people love, like, I can't tell you the number of times people came up and like, this is the best beer of the festival. I'm going to have another one of the IPAs, but that Saison is the best beer of the festival. It's funny, like, the one bad review we had, and it wasn't even from the festival uh, on Untapped. It was for Salty Farmer, and it just said, this is weird. <laughs> what's, what's weird about it man like help me out like <laughs> like it's a it's a dry hop saison with pink himalayan sea salt yeah, it's, it's not exactly a common style it's a little strange I can't, but i think it's good i don't know if it's 
half a star worthy or whatever he gave <laughs> us. Um, uh, what's the Odell uh, Cloud Catcher? Cloud Catcher. Have you? Had, did you have that in here? We had it on tap uh, a couple weeks ago. We've got it on tap right now. Oh. Yeah, yeah. If that tells you how well it's moving. <laughs> it's what's weird about the beer for me is that it's not hazy in the slightest. It pours like this color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think when you think milkshake IPA, you just kind of expect. Uh, I don't mind it though. I, I think it's an actually an okay beer. I don't think it's great, but I think it's okay. I think it's good. It's just it, to me, it's not a Northeast style IPA. Sure. There was a lot of hazy IPAs at the festival. Uh, we did a tangerine one. It was kind of funny because this couple comes up and goes, "You know, there's another tangerine milkshake IPA here." Why? Ah, well, that, that's cool. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, and everybody's doing them. It's a trendy thing right now. They're like, I kind of don't want to try yours because theirs was really bad. <laughs> and I said, you Put them off that bad on the style. I, that yeah, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't understand. They're like, Just a little. I just, theirs was really bad. I don't know that yours will be any better. We're a totally different brewery, you f- I mean, this one time a guy poured guy? Me a, poured me a beer that had a fly in it, but I got over it and started drinking other beers. <laughs> like, you know, so. so he poured. Uh, he's like, "I'll take some, but but just a little," and he he takes a, a little sip of. It. He's like, "Okay." He's he's nodding his head. and He takes a bigger drink and he goes, "This one's actually pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And he's, he turns to his wife and he goes, "It's okay." And she goes, "All right, cool. I'll take one too." <laughs> like, like he, she needed his permission to order one. And he's like, "Yeah, it's all right. Go ahead." <laughs> it's like, it's it's free. You already paid to get in. Just if you don't like it, dump it. Who, <laughs> who cares? Is it going to ruin your experience for the whole five hours if you had two ounces of beer you didn't like? <laughs> there was ugh, a lot of weird people at this festival too, man. Like. We had a whiskey booth right next to us, and there was just people coming up and saying, give me one of all of the spirits that you're pouring. Like They were on a mission. Everybody seemed to be on a mission. The last hour was rough. <laughs> Some guy brought a bullhorn or a megaphone oh. and just started like oh. blaring the, uh, the siren effect and then tried to get a dance party started in the middle of the tent. So there was just like five or six fat, Drunk white guys jumping around like idiots in the middle of the tent, and uh, then he had the girl. And you didn't want to relive your wedding reception. I did not. Oh, that fucker that was doing the dancing with the stupid glasses on, that fat pimply. I wanted to punch him oh, in the face yeah. so bad, man. I could not. He was wearing his cataract glasses and everything, and well, uh, this kid's twenty three. I mean, he was wearing them as a fashion statement. He was, you know, the neckbeard of the festival. Yes, for sure. He comes up and he's like. So what do you guys got on tap here? And I'm like, well, I told him. And he goes, take me on a tour of your flavors. I go, said what? it real creepy like that. I go, what? He goes, I just want to try them all. I'm like, all right, fine. So I pour them. And he just, he, he goes, and shoots them. It's oh. probably three, four ounces of beer. He just yeah. shot. And then goes. That was really good. What's next? I give him the next one, one shot, and does the same fucking thing with those stupid noises, which I hate. It's like coffee testers, you know the yeah, 
But this beer. I think of wine where you, oh, you know, yeah, wine does the same thing. Suck yeah. air through it like it's. Yeah, this guy was something else. He had a. Aside from the few weirdos, there were some. There were some decent people, and we met some. The, the Union Horse um, Distillery right next to us. Those guys were cool. Uh, we got to meet their master distiller, and hopefully, uh, gonna have something in the works with them. Those guys were way cool. Yeah, and really, really liked us. And they want to do like first they offered us barrels, and then said, "Any chance we could do like a collaboration?" Yeah. Like they wanted us on yeah, tap and awesome. whatnot. That was it. Was pretty cool. Yeah. Really great to, uh, spirits, too. They had a uh, rye that was fantastic, and then the barrel strength rye was really good, too. Uh, I didn't try any of their other stuff. It was still kind of recovering from the night before, so we weren't trying to drink a whole lot of uh, liquor, Hard liquor before yeah. we went out. Yeah. Uh, but no, there, was, there was some cool people. A lot of St. Louis breweries there this year, uh, more than Who I've seen in the past. Six Mile, Schlafly. Third Wheel, Heavy Riff. Alpha, um, Mark Twain. I don't really count them as St. Louis, but close you know, yeah, close whatever. Enough. Okay, yeah. Um, he, uh, okay. Narrow Gauge, um, Square yeah. One. Oh, um, holy shit! There were a lot. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah, a lot, yeah, a a lot of us down yeah. there. So I, I've got a, a question for you. Yes. Um, changing the topic a little bit. Still happened in KC, but no longer about beer. Okay. So I go and I use the hotel lobby restroom mm-hmm. walk in super excited because it's empty what mm-hmm. i needed to do i wanted an empty bathroom god i hope it's not number three <laughs> <laughs> so i go in there i sit down i'm taking care of business with that the door opens up and my first thought is ah fuck okay this obviously black man comes in with two kids who are screaming their heads off Okay. I mean, crying. They are obviously in trouble. They are screaming, like I said, and dad's yelling, what I tell you? Why ain't you do what I tell you? Why ain't you do what I tell you? And he's just, and the kids are screaming. Like, he's like, you're going to bed when we get home. You're not watching TV or anything. And that just makes him scream more. He's like, get up off the floor. Get up. Why ain't you do what I tell you? Why ain't you do it? What do you do? You're sitting on the can having over three, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) We broke Mark. He's leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I I, I never know how to respond in those situations. I, I don't. What did you do? I flushed. And the noise spooked him, and he left. Okay. <laughs> I got real lucky, but I didn't know. There's a lot of things that could have happened. I mean, on one hand, you want to go out and say, hey, why don't you stop beating your kids? Right. I mean, just like... I. I but on the other hand, maybe he now wants to beat me, or maybe he goes home and beats the kids more because I emasculated him in front of them. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I don't... Flushing was the right move. Because then you're going to see yeah. what's going to happen. Either he's not going to care that someone's in there with him, or he's going to stop doing what he's doing. you know it's going to be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no good there. There's just less bad, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that cycle of abuse is going to go on forever. Like, Unfortunately. It's just like, right? Yeah, whatever I mean, it's you do like, in that situation is yeah, not going to stop anything. You're not the imp- Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't. 
Uh, we just changed beers, by the way. Yeah, what uh, is this? Now? We got uh, Big Sticky, also from Woodland. This is their uh, red IPA. I was actually looking forward to trying this. You see that can? The can's fucking cool. There, I yeah. look. I do. will say the artwork is really neat uh, on all of their cans so far. That's it's like a big bizarre as shit, man. Yeah. I kind of love it. <laughs> um, I was looking forward to trying this to see how it compared to Ryan's because the stats on it were very similar. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, still not very dark, uh, on, not very amberish. Like definitely, if you looked at our two beers, ours is red, red. Uh, bordering on brown, and theirs is red bordering on yellow. I don't know. <laughs> Orange. Does it say what kind of hops? I, don't know. Uh, I didn't find what exactly was in it. This is nice, though. Um, it's real. I like the bitterness level on it. It's piney. Yeah, this is uh, the best of the three, in my opinion, but it's. It's very earthy, yeah. that piney, earthy, uh, dirty, dirty stick, yeah. as uh, Bob would love to call yeah, it. Yeah, he'd love this beer. Yeah. It, it feels like it might be a blend of uh, maybe some noble or Euro hops and then some Northwestern hops or something. That's what I'm guessing, but being in Boise. Hey, Travis, if you're still listening and you know anything about this beer, um, if you know what hops are in this, we'd love to know, because I couldn't find anything on it online. Yeah, this beer's five months old. That's a probably just at the threshold. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. If we're tasting all this earthy yeah, pininess, right. yeah, it, maybe it fell out. Yeah, it may not supposed to taste that way. I, it tastes good. <laughs> I like. Uh, yeah, it. I actually like this beer. I don't know that I'd want it much more um, aggressive on the hop character. I think it's at a good level right now. I do too. I, I I'm enjoying this. I just read an article today about uh, I forget what university it was. But they University of Idaho. Yes, Idaho. Uh, they brewed a hopless beer. Yeah, they it's in- called a Gruet. No, no. Well, I guess technically it is a <laughs> Gruet, but they injected DNA from mint and basil from the terpene, the terpines uh, part of the DNA, like what gives you the flavor in hops and other plants, into yeast strains, and then fermented it with that yeast, and were able to hop a beer with just the yeast. Yeah, didn't we talk about this a couple weeks ago? I don't remember talking about it. I think we did. Oh. Either that or I was just reading about it and oh. said, that's something we should talk about on the show. Yeah, one day. I don't think we talked about it. But they did a tasting panel with their IPA versus a traditionally hopped and dry hopped IPA. And every single person said they enjoyed the yeasted, the yeast hopped version of the beer really? yeah. versus the traditional version because did the hop yeah. character stood out so much stronger. Um, and just tasted more fresh. I guess I, I don't. I don't know. There wasn't. They didn't go into a whole lot of the science behind yeah. how it works or how long, how stable those flavors are in beer. That I think will be interesting. But they're going to keep playing with it. But if you could, their idea is to bring costs down and water, like because hops are so um, water intensive to yeah. grow. Yeah. That if you can sustain your a brewery on a, a much smaller actual hop. Um, uh, it would be huge if yeah. you can actually make it work. And, th- you know, depending on uh, that yeast strain, if it's viable over multiple gins, like being able to harvest and reuse it, now your your costs on your batch of beer goes way, way down. Um, I don't know. I think it's really cool. Hopefully there'll be some more uh, studies with that. It looks like they're going to keep playing with it and keep doing some tastings and 
check, you know, stability. Uh, you know, something I just realized, which I don't that? even know that's going to happen in our lifetime, but you're eventually going to be able to have beers crafted to your specific palate, right? Like live and like, so you walk in and they do a, a quick swab of the back of your mouth and realize that your palate is primed for this. And then they, you know, they push three buttons and <laughs> it's like a. It's like, and they're just going to ferment something right there? I don't, well, I don't know about firm. Yeah, I'd, or whatever. Combine Man, the science will be cool then. Yeah. yeah. I, seriously, you don't think that's going to happen? No. I do. <laughs> You're wrong. Maybe. Maybe not instantly, but if you could walk yeah, maybe, into a brewery and say, okay, but maybe, hey, yeah. brew me. But what's, I want to buy What's the swat? Like five gallons 23 of, and me? Is that the. Yeah. The, that, I mean, it's going to be a DNA test like that where, I mean, you they can figure out. From genetics, what you are predisposed to like, and then it's all they cilantro. send you everything <laughs> is cilantro. <laughs> but I would it, would it be surprising you? Would it be surprising you within fifty years? There's a brewery where you take a swab and they send you five different alcoholic beverages, both spirits and beer, that are like brewed or closely the closest I don't know, to what your like, palate should it enjoy. Su- it wouldn't. Su- it would like, like I'm not saying it, it, but it wouldn't surprise me. Here's the weird thing about that though, because. Bitter in nature is supposed to be a deterrent, right? Like most creatures, bitter is sure. It, when you eat something that's bitter, sure. it's, you're, you don't go back and eat it again. Right. Beer drinkers have said, "Fuck that." Hops are great, and you but drink dr- it but anyway. I, but I think drinking is significantly different than eating. You and think I think so? that's. I think that. Well, I do because one. When yeah, you have to chew yeah, first, yeah. Chew, yeah unless chewing. you had that pilsner. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I, I just I like I, I you're right. I mean, because we're predisposed to like salt sugar, and sugar. And so, yeah, right. Because it gives us everything's just a cider. <laughs> you get five ciders and a mead. You, that should absolutely be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> like when you Two like twenty years from now, when you finally write, everything's, everything's just, just a cider. cider. <laughs> I'm working on the American novel right now. Great, great American, American novel. novel? Yeah, okay. I didn't have a title yet, but I might. <laughs> everything's I, just a cider. It's going to be on the short list. <laughs> The Arminio family has always been involved in entertainment. Before his son invented television in the early 20th century, my great-great-grandfather Cornelius Arminio was known for putting on the greatest international entertainment spectacle in the history of the U.S.-Canadian border. Himself a noted and tremendous coward, he convinced local drunkards to ride over Niagara Falls in faulty barrels and then bet heavily against their survival. Well, had old Corny known about the quality wood used to make the barrel-aged bottle openers that sponsor our show, perhaps we wouldn't have lost so many depressed people in upstate New York, including Kyle's great-grandfather, who fittingly died in the largest of these three rapids that make up Niagara, Horseshoe Falls. So go buy barrel-aged bottle openers. It's a family tradition. I don't have I've got a note in my phone from uh, over the weekend that says, Lynn's ice cream, cr- ice cream cone? Yeah. What you don't remember it? talking about this? I know. What was no. that all about? All right, so I clearly thought it was entertaining. So, all right, so fast before we like somebody just posted. Can't even read that name. Uh, there's that's Amy. Oh, it's, okay. There's a wine deal that I read about that sounds similar. Based on a questionnaire, they give you five recommendations. Oh yeah, I saw that. there was a, an app that came out, and yeah, you go through a series of x amount of questions about things you flavors you like, don't like foods that you like and don't like and stuff. And that, based on that, it was supposed to give you a short list of wines that would pair well with your palate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that makes sense. I think that's, especially because the wine market, I think, for so many people is so intimidating. Like, you know, 
I've been uh, we're doing Parks and Rec trivia next week, so I've been rewatching it. And one of the one of the best lines I think, like at one point, Leslie Nope just looks up and she says, "I want a glass of red wine, and I want the cheapest you have because I'll be honest with you, I can't tell the difference." Like, <laughs> I think so many people are in that mentality, just can't tell yeah. good wine from bad wine, or you know, if it's red, it's white, whatever. I just it's know what I like, and if yeah. I have one that I like, I I'll stick with it. Yeah, you know, um, I wish I knew more. I wish I could be douchey about it but <laughs> I'm do douchey of so many other do things I have like, a yeah. <laughs> it's actually one of the few things you're not douchey about like <laughs> wine wine yeah yeah. yeah yeah uh so anyway the ice cream cone thing there was this i don't remember what company i uh, you go and you get the ice cream cone at the you know the gas station with the the uh, chocolate covered cone with the nuts on it and stuff um and there's always in the bottom of the cone like a little bit of chocolate in there. And that's like the best bite of the ice cream, right? Like you've made it through the vanilla, <laughs> crappy vanilla ice cream and the crumbly chocolate. It's your reward yeah. for getting through. Okay. It's, it's the chocolate-filled point of the cone. Yeah. I remember okay. this now. So they're coming out with, you can just buy those, the chocolate-filled <laughs> cone yeah, yeah, points. Okay. Lynn thinks this is the worst idea ever because she never eats the, the bottom of the ice cream cone. She always gives it right. to me. Yeah, exactly. That's the same face I made. Okay. She doesn't like That's the weird. texture, whatever. I don't know. She's she is fucking weird about it. The last bite of any ice cream cone is always the best. Yeah. It's. I, I gotta be honest though. I don't like cone. I always get. I always get bowls. If you get a good waffle cone, I don't. I I like waffle cones. I like. Cake cones, or like sugar cones. Not yeah, yeah, you're right. Just I, I like cones. Bowls. Yeah. And in fact, but taking taking that to the last bite to the extreme. When I used to, this is, I'm kind of grossed out by myself when I tell you this story. But <laughs> when I used to get uh, ice cream with cookie dough in it, I used to suck the pieces of cookie dough. Save the cookie dough for the sick, end. Yeah. And so the end would just be me eating. Like, did you bake it or? No, no, no. no. I would, I would, I would, I would eat it. And then I would he just, just made one cookie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> one. It was the most delicious cookie you've ever had. You eat the ice cream, and then 30 minutes later, <laughs> you get a cookie with it, too. It's <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, your mom being, like, super frugal and buying cookie dough ice cream for everyone just so, like... Just so she could have the cookies. Yeah, right, she, right. You, She's, like, yelling you, at everybody, you, you don't the eat dough. the hard parts. You save them for, like, class, you know, birthday or whatever when you got to bring snacks in. <laughs> Everybody's got to eat your oh, sucked-off cookie dough cookies. Your, your Wari cookies. <laughs> yeah. Your chicha cookies. My mom has, like, a secret recipe for uh, cookies that she won't share with anybody. I've tried watching her make them, but yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't. Even, she barely uses a measuring cup anymore. She just, she will she will tell you, and it's a lie. It's a lie that Good is love. that is the no. It's the recipe on the back of the Toll House. The the chocolate oh, chip. Yeah. yeah, no, it's not. I've tried to recreate her cookies so many times. Is she, what happens if she dies in a freak accident? I don't know. I don't I've, want that I've, to happen. I've, for I have her. said that several times. I was like, what? Yeah. She says eventually when my sister gets married, she'll give it to her. That's that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I've met your sister. She was on the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not oh, my God, favorite I person. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. blocked that out of my mind. Is she in a relationship currently? No. Okay. You're just going to have to. Right now, she's in charge of cookies. She, she actually. <laughs> she's working on. <laughs> she had she a sits date. sits at home with a pint of Ben and Jerry's working on cookies. All right. Uh, she had a date on Friday night and at some point sent a text message to the group saying, somebody call me with an emergency. <laughs> Like she wanted that, 
So she could get out of yeah, the Yeah, so she could get out of the date. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. How old's your sister? 30. She's 30. Just 30? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still old. That's You're an adult enough at that point that just say, this isn't working for me and leave, right? Like, why can't people, why are people so anti, it's not even confrontational. It's just, just be a legit human and tell the guy that hey, listen, you he's know, buying you dinner that, I've had, yeah, I've had hey, fun tonight. We've thanks, had a couple drinks, I appreciate but it, I'm going to go home. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, if I'm it's being not, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. It's okay. It's like, a conversation I have once a week. Men aren't as like fragile as women think they are, I think, is the issue. Like, you know. Most it's just my men aren't confrontational at all. You know, that's I, say, thing, I don't yeah. think it's a matter of them feeling men are yeah. fragile. I think they just are cowards. I think most people. I don't think it's women. I think there are plenty of men that do it too. I I don't know. I don't. It annoys me. I'm glad I don't have to date anymore because I think that kind of stuff would just piss me off. Like beyond. What year was anything. your last date? Oh. How old were you? When did you you got married at twenty? Uh, ten years will be next year, so oh. I got we got married in two thousand nine. Okay, but we lived together for seven years before that, six years before that. Okay, but even then, you wouldn't count it as a yeah, date. Yeah, sorry. When was your last first date? Last first date? Yeah. When? Oh, <laughs> I was in high school. Like it was when a time yeah, right, Lynn and right. I were broke up, and I went out with a couple of girls. Yeah. And then Lynn always just showed back up. So, <laughs> um, I mean. <laughs> It's kind of a ease of use Loving situation death, uh, that turned into a great marriage. Uh, <laughs> Why did your voice go up when you said that? I don't know. Is that what ha- is that my tell? <laughs> <laughs> I twitch and my my voice gets like four octaves higher. <laughs> Speaking of twitch, thank you everybody for following us or whatever twitch. Does. Yeah, anyway, it's follow, subscribe, like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't. <laughs> you guys haven't randomly in the middle of a sentence yelled out to some username about. That's because nobody's followed us. I, I know. I just, I just. There's a lot of people chatting. They're all chatting amongst themselves tonight. Yeah, I do, we haven't been really active in the chat. No, they're talking to each other. No, I know. I know. I, it's it's easier that way. Uh, Kermit Natty, please. Yeah. Make it two, please. We're gonna drink some natties real quick. So, uh, also, just oh, eleven nineteen. Insert commercial. Uh, Justin was alluding to a, a article that I had come across earlier today that I wanted to discuss. No, he didn't. Justin doesn't allude to shit. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's not. I, he's I not that subtle. Yeah, yeah, he's not that subtle. He's he's fragile like normal men, but he's not subtle. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Tennessee Wine and Spirits Association, love them, something like that, has a lawsuit out. Uh, that's actually going to be heard uh, in front of the Supreme Court. They have sued, uh, I, I believe it's the owner of a liquor store, Bird. That's all I know, B-Y-R-D. Uh, so it's going uh, towards the Supreme Court, and they're going to settle whether or not retailers can now sell and ship alcohol across state lines. That's what I thought it was all about. It is what it's all about. I read a <laughs> lot of the case stuff. Yeah. There's a whole lot of other shit involved. One of the big issues is the, the retailers getting licenses, liquor licenses, dis- or, uh, retail licenses if you don't live in the state. So Right. Right now you have to have lived there for two years before they issue you a license. Yes. And that's kind of where all of this resides. Yeah. So... 
Sorry, let, let me take a step back and clarify a couple of things. So, the retailers, you mean... Liquor stores. Liquor stores. Total Wine, Fryer Tucks, any of that okay. shit. So, if, if, a, if a Total Wine wants to open in Tennessee, they have to have somebody living there for two years before they can get a retail license to ship? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. No, I, to, not to ship, just no, to, to open. Uh, open, yeah. You have to have a residence there for two years? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if that counts as an office. You have to have an yeah, office location yeah, if you're a corporation or something. I guess that's the clarification we're looking um, for. It was two years to get one, and then you had to have another nine years of residency uh, it, to renew after a certain amount of times also. So you had to be in the 11 state years. for 11 <laughs> years total to keep licenses going Kay. was one of the big issues. Apparently, this is this is stemmed from... Um, wine because initially there was a rule that said local wineries in-state wineries could ship uh, throughout the state but out-of-state wineries could not then they came across this thing called the commerce clause which apparently is a very small minute line that fucked it all up they said that that would actually shows favoritism to in-state wineries and that's against the law you can't do that so if you're going to allow in-state wineries to do it then you have to allow out-of-state wineries to do it so this is the tennessee statute not a na- you're not this talking is, about okay. the actual this is in tennessee that's that, that that is escalating it but this is the law across the land yeah okay that's what so yeah. you're talking about actual interstate commerce laws yes. yeah this is okay. a federally yeah that's what, that's what i'm right. saying I didn't which know is why it's going to the here. supreme court right now. okay that's yeah so, but but basically, if once the Supreme Court hears this and rules on it, it could end up meaning that the Friar Tucks in Tennessee, or let's say uh, Florida, which sells Cigar City and gets its allotment of Hunapu, right, can, can now sell it across the country, right, and no longer has to sell it to in-house. So that means that they just got their Hunapu that they paid ten dollars a bottle for and normally sell it for twenty, let's say, but. Dumb fuck in Idaho can't get Cigar City and says, hey, I'm willing to pay $100 for that. Now those retailers will be able to sell it for that. If that happens, is there a process to which the breweries would just say, hey, you can only sell this? It's a That's what I want to know. You won't be able to as a producer because now you're talking about distribution, which you can't produce and distribute um, at the same time, right? So there, there's already things set in place to but where— But I, I thought that was a state-by-state state law. So aren't there states where that's not the case? I guess there are. That's some what I'm saying. Here, I mean, so right? if yeah. there are states that, well, I don't, I don't know. At that <laughs> point, the, I think the there will have to be some kind of federal ruling on this Nuh-uh. for for <laughs> for each for the nation, right? Like, will each state still to be able to decide if? Well, so honestly, like, I mean, I, I, I like, what's the, I mean, what's the biggest fear or concern here? For me, it's that this law passes, that they say that you cannot prevent that. And then you have exactly what I'm saying. Breweries are going to sell their bottles off-prem to liquor stores. And those liquor stores are going to say, instead of making 20% profit, I can make 2,000% profit because I no longer have to sell it. Now the brewery doesn't yeah, have a license on. to sell in Missouri. Uh, you know, Cigar City is not available in Missouri. Right. But because of the Supreme Court ruling, the retailer can now sell directly to a consumer in Missouri. Here's my Yeah, I, my I'm going to say I, something totally against what you're saying. 
The the brewery You're wrong. I'm not wrong. The brewery has already made its money on the beer. They're not going to sell. You, you sold the beer. True. Yes. We're, we had this discussion about black secondary markets for beer as well. Right. And it's always the brewery has already made their money. Why do they care what the retailer is doing with it? If people are still drinking it, if the way to combat that is just raise prices in your in your uh, tap house. And and my 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 rebuttal to that would be twofold. One, if they're going to allow the retailers to do it, they should allow the brewers to do it. And two, I don't see. But that. that's a different. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but that's a, but I don't. I don't think that plays into your concern about it, right? I'm like, and also well, the other th- the other part is okay. I'm going to continue using the the Cigar City, yeah. Or let's let's switch it up to local side project. You know, that's the best thing I could come up with to compare to Cigar City. Sure. What's going to prevent, or what's going to enable St. Louisans to still be able to buy side project? Someone lives in Maplewood, two blocks away from the brewery, and can't buy it now because you know uh, wine and cheese is selling it. Uh, to Maine, the the breweries will raise their prices for retail consumption, right? For retail okay. purchasing. That, okay, so let's say that that At does happen, point, but that will, just fucks the the common guy. It doesn't c- prevent him from. It doesn't prevent. I don't. But also, like, I, I mean, I guess my thing is, I mean, most of the breweries who would. How many breweries can you think of that would have? The type of appeal where you're talking about with Cigar City, where you know they're down in Florida. There's but plenty. A, There's lots and lots and lots. But a, a significant portion of the beer market. What no. I'm saying is, like, no, if, of course not. Okay, but that's, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know how much of a concern this is because Cigar City produces X number of bottles of beer. Those are going to go wherever. Even if they go to Idaho, it's not like it's it's a it's a it's a supply and demand issue because they're not going to put out a lot anyway. So even if that happens, there are very few breweries that I feel like are going to come up against this idea of, hey, this is super rare. I don't want my local people to have it. I'm going to ship it halfway across the country. And even so, like I don't know how many because I mean, you're talking about seriously like bottles at that point or cases. Not I mean this they just don't produce enough of that beer for it to. Have an effect, really? I think on. But what about the local people that do want to buy it, or that that but go they're still to? Gonna, they're still going to have it at the brewery in the tap rooms, right? Okay, but what if you can't get to a brewery? What if it's, uh, let's say, again, I'm going hypothetical yeah, here, no, but I know. only because I'm, we're I'm trying, trying to, to figure this out. Too. I mean, like, what I, if I'm, it's I'm, one of the breweries that doesn't allow kids, and you've got kids, and so the only way you count on getting their is beers so, to go to okay, a but gas now, station now or the liquor sen- store? Now the scenario you've painted is. I can't go to a brewery because of kids that I can't get local. Like I mean, that's not the scenario that I'm painting. No, I'm just I know, but to, I, I just the, 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 it's such you, a small. You've added, yeah, that's what I mean. You've added like three or four barriers to get. Of yeah, people I don't. That the breweries will be able be to lose that customer that, without, yeah, without it being an issue. I think, and it sucks. And that guy is now going to have to pay more for it, right? What I'm more worried about is okay. Uh, let's use um, narrow gauge. Once narrow gauge starts distributing, all right, they can't make much, so they they put a bunch of stuff in cans and they start sending it to St. Charles. Now maybe somebody in St. Charles doesn't have the ability to get out to narrow gauge very often, not as often as they would like. Sure. All right, it's far away, still in the same city, but it's far away. So they always go up to Bombay and they pick up their four pack of narrow gauge every every month that it comes in. Well, now Harry says. Oh, uh, let's see. I can sell this four pack for eighteen ninety nine to Justin, or I can sell it to Jimmy 
in New Mexico for eighty nine ninety nine. How many people in New Mexico know about Narrowgate? Just my point. Like I don't the know. The beer that nerds they... do. Sure. Oh, how do you know about Treehouse may... or Trillium or yeah, maybe? But I don't. No, I is think that, you're is not that... giving them enough credit, man. Not even close. I don't think I don't nearly think as many of... people will pay those kind of prices. Okay, maybe eighty nine ninety nine is a exaggeration, oh, just, but if, no, it, if it's I mean, twenty like, on the shelf and sixty across the state, I think a lot of people will because then they get four of them and they're able to trade but also, those four. Is Harry in New Mexico? Oh, what happened? Well, something got. No, that's not. There you fixed go. it. Yeah. The. I think what you're you, you want to talk about trading. Well, people won't have to go and bu- they can still go to the brewery and get their stuff and still trade. Across the country without having to buy stuff and have it shipped to them, I don't think that's going to be an issue. I don't. I don't. I don't think retailers quadrupling prices on product is going to be a concern. Why wouldn't it be? I don't think there's enough of a market to make it worthwhile. To yeah, I, I think. I I, th- uh, look, I I really I, think that would change once it became legal. People will stop. You're you're ruining business for your customers. People are going to stop going and supporting your business locally if they can't get the products that they want, right? So eventually those people will sell themselves out of business because look, they won't have Harry, anyone come right? in. I mean, if, if, if so Harry, by raising their their profit margins, they will go out of business because the locals can't get it? The breweries will stop selling, letting product go to those places that I, I'm sure of it. It's a possibility, but then again, maybe it just raises, maybe they just raise pricing. Maybe, but that look. I, I mean, so many breweries are operating at razor thin, razor thin margins that I, you can't. I mean, uh, I guess I just don't. I don't. Okay, so you brought up Harry. Like, why wouldn't Harry, a guy like Harry, take a take an eighteen? Yeah, not, obviously not yeah, Harry sure. directly. Yeah, no, but, I know, yeah. but I, I'm just. I mean, part of it, honestly, is. I can't. I, I, that doesn't matter. I don't think that makes business sense for Harry because you're you're dealing with a couple of things. You said New Mexico, right? So if Harry said, "Hey, I'm going to sell this beer in New Mexico," he puts it up on some website or whatever and sells it. I mean, you got to talk about shipping and convenience and all that. It adds a, an extra layer of work to him. Uh, and I'm not saying the money's not worth it, but you, like, how many how many of those four packs is he possibly going to have? Ten, twenty, and so all of a sudden, like, he's doing all this extra work and shipping and like and, and, and logistics with that like it just doesn't seem They'll probably be in numbers of six because that's how many come in a you said four packs yeah in a case there's four six four packs oh okay so <laughs> ten would be weird <laughs> no i would say talk about ten six four packs that's what i was saying <laughs> right yeah i'm right you're wrong anyway <laughs> i i just don't I, I don't know. I, I don't think you're dealing in enough volume to where this is something. I think that's the that issue. Is significantly the volume is not altered the landscape. Are there going to be people that do that? Okay. Sure. Okay. Uh, when I was going through looking for for this stuff today, I came across another article that said, "Here are the ten best whiskeys that you can't drink anymore," and it's a list of just ten bourbons that aren't on pappy level, but you can't get anymore because of the demand from out-of-state markets. One of them is Weller. Um, God, what were the ones? I'll see if I can find it real fast. But isn't that... I but, mean, that's, but, but because that's of the online trading market and the online sales... But I thought market, that was an industry... Isn't 
like, I mean, I, I thought whiskey was, that's an industry-wide thing where th- there's such an d- increase in, d- I mean, what was it? Yeah. Maker's Mark I was a couple saying, of years ago was they ran whiskey out. Now yeah. because they ran out. Was gonna wall, they were going to water down they their. They did water down whiskey for and then they were, they, a But they rolled it years. back, yeah, right? Because they didn't. I'm just saying that that seems to be a different issue because that I was think the a, beer market versus the whiskey market is a completely different. Um, these type American of whiskeys are so popular you can no longer buy them. But that's an inc- that's that's you can't that's not the that's not a distribution so issue that's a demand issue. Distilleries compared to breweries, so the whiskey problem seems bigger, but it's on a smaller. A, you know what I'm saying? It's a time. It's on thing. a much like smaller you just, scale. You, you know, like it's a. You could pick out ten beers that you can't buy because you didn't go to Hunapu Day or Dark Lord Day or Prop Day or whatever. I mean, that precisely. And I fear that this law passing could lead us down a rabbit hole that puts lots of beer into that category that you can't get it anymore because it's so popular. And if people can sell it across state lines like they now. can with whiskey now, I mean, that's you can go ca- on any you can go on multiple websites and buy whiskey that's not available in your state. It's still technically illegal. You can do that with beer and yeah, wine already I mean, now too. And that's legal, or that's that's the case now, right? There are several beers that the demand doesn't even come close to meeting, or the supply doesn't keep come close to meeting the yeah. demand. Yes, that's, there's lots fact, of them. But that if, seems I to be think a, if you that's open a, that's up, a strategy. If you open up the supply the or the demand, will make it so much easier for every beer drinker to get it. Then all you're doing is making it even more rare. Okay, what I'm saying is, if you have if, if you if, if you're a brewery. And you put out, it doesn't matter the number because I'm just making, like, you put out 500 cases of beer. And that's that's all you're going to have. What does it matter where they go? Because that's just, like, you're never going to satisfy the demand. If it's a popular beer, you're never going to satisfy the demand. People are going to be mad anyway, I guess. I don't know. I, I just don't I, I don't, I don't know what changes, and I certainly don't think. Ooh, this beer smells really good, by the way. I, I, I can't understand what significantly changes. Uh, we just switched over to City of Trees from uh, this is our last Woodland Empire beer. This is an IPA. IPA. It has a great aroma on it right from the get go. Really does. Oh, this reminds me of Ranger. I just fear you open Pandora's box by making it legal to start shipping across state lines. Okay, I think we're just talking in circles at this point. Yeah, but we're uh, right. And he's wrong. So can we bring the hammer down on him? Not going to get go with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, I think we, we all have, I think, very different ideas of what this can do for and to the business of beer, and it'll be. I'm going to keep an eye on this because the hearing in the Supreme Court is like coming up very soon. You know, and I got to say, both uh, of you are pretty arrogant because I'm not entirely sure we're still going to have a Supreme Court in the next couple weeks. <laughs> so, I, you know, I mean, uh, on one end, there's a part of me that says, "Hell yeah, let's make this happen." Because I think the only per- people that are going to win, one will be the retailers. They will win the biggest. But two, I think it comes down to the brewery. But the people that lose are are everyone else. The consumers lose in this no matter what. Whether it's pricing, whether it's availability, whatever, I think the average Joe loses in this. Yeah, but I, my final uh, statement. But I, I also, I also think there are so many average Joes that they're going to lose anyway. I don't know how much of this is connected to that particular thing. I mean, the beer industry is just cutthroat right now. Anyway, you have so many breweries opening that I don't know how much I think that specific ruling will affect. I don't things. think retailers will go through the trouble or have the volume to price the price local customers out of the products. 
I don't. I just don't think for those small niche breweries that have that Especially huge following that there's enough huge... product to make it even worth them having extra people. I don't think it's the small niche breweries that are going to suffer. They're already gouging customers. You look at these places that I brought up before, they're charging $35 for a bottle to go and $65 for a bottle to sit there and drink it on-prem. Yeah. we, You and I both know how much it costs to make this beer. They are gouging their customers. All right. So they I don't, don't distribute. Gou- so they, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's that those people that are going to suffer from this. I think it's the. I think it is the uh, cigar cities, the uh, pink uh, pink Floyd's, three Floyd's, <laughs> uh, Surleys, those kinds of places. Maybe even Russian River. You know, Russian River distributes Pliny to Northern California, Denver, and Philadelphia. That's it. Yeah. With the demand that there is for Pliny the Elder, you telling me that these uh, distrib- or retailers in Northern California won't just sit on a couple of cases and send them out one bottle at a it's time? A couple, it, it depends on how much they're going to get. You say a couple of cases, that sounds like such a small amount. Let's say they get you can go in four, five. and they send two of them across you know, right. as individual bottles for 30 bucks a bottle but instead what of 12 bucks a bottle or 9 bucks a bottle. Yeah. On, what is, what does that change? I mean, because like, Pliny is... Super rare, so I mean, it's like, not who's missing? Super rare at all anymore? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, who's missing? I guess who's missing? Like, what's gonna? Who's the person that's hurt there? The consumer, the average consumer. That because being, now availability uh, availability is down and pricing is up. But availability is not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, I, I guess my point is like, no. I, okay. I understand your concerns. I just don't. I don't see it going that way. And that uh, that's. I, I just. I think Jim. Jungle Jim has put it best. I side with everyone but Mark because he's wrong. <laughs> Jim, you're wise beyond your years, buddy. Jim, I really like you. You're a very you, you're a contributing member of society, and I hear you have a very large penis. <laughs> <laughs> I think chat's telling us we need to change the topic. I think we're we are talking in circles. Hey, Mr. Now. Fart's back. <laughs> Mr. Fart. God damn, I like that. What'd guy. you guys think of the uh City of Trees? It's good beer. You like it? Yeah. Again, it's, it's nice got that idea. uh this that reminds piney. me of my Yeah, is there that, a, this reminds me of my bridge beer. This is a ranger. Yeah. This is a ranger for me. It it does taste a little bit old, but not This one I oh. wish that there was a little more maybe a, a citrus note or something. It's Geek Speak. Pacific Northwest two row, C fifteen. So that's it, just the, the two grains. Yeah. Azaka, Bravo, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, Zeus. 70 IBUs. This does not taste 70 IBUs. Yeah. Me. Wait, is that insect beer? But, <laughs> but there is some 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 of the more dank hops in there, and then there's but then you got you know Centennial, Cascade. I think some of them some of that character's probably fallen off now. Like it's just kind of a strong bitter and resiny, uh, but with some of those hops, I kind of expected a little bit of citrus or some fruit notes or something. And I do get a little bit. It's very floral on the uh, aroma too. I like it. I think the red IPA was my favorite. I agree. Uh, out of all of these, uh, this would be probably second for me. I think. I think everything we had today was also really sessionable. 
six percent ish or yeah, under. Yeah, yeah. So. Every beer, uh, every label they have says, "Be true to your school. Please recycle." I don't go to school though. I don't. Okay, so as far as I know, the only reference to "Be true to your school" is a song by the Beach Boys. I don't. I definitely don't know. To uh, your school now, just like you would to your girl or guy. Yeah, that's. I can't sing anymore. We'll get. So even back then, they were super politically correct. <laughs> I didn't think about it that way. I, I don't know if it's a reference to that. And by the way, just something little that bothers the the shit out of me. Just uh, so they have "Be True to Your School," and then they have a dash, and then they have a space, and then please, but not like they should have another space between. Really drives me crazy. Wait, if you you have a dash, the dash is the space, right? Is that what, is that what you're saying? Look at look at it. So what what it should be is be true to your school. Space dash space. Please recycle, but it's not. They have the dash. Look. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give that one a mark. <laughs> uh, we just opened our last beer because we're running out of time quickly. Um, and Dream Crusher. This is Dream Crusher from Deep Ellum. This is their uh, double rye IPA. Uh, oh, this is the brewery in Texas? Yeah, this yeah. Is, these guys are out of Dallas. Um, I think we may have had this one before at some point, but I, I can't remember if I, I liked it or not. I don't remember if I had this or not. I want to say yes, the can looks familiar, but the name doesn't sound familiar. I like this. <clears throat> Man, I wish it was an app that I could use that would tell me if I've had a beer before and what <laughs> I thought about it. And you could leave scathing reviews about shit you don't know anything <laughs> about. Oh, it's called Yelp. Yelp. <laughs> um, this is pretty solid. Yeah, it's good beer. Mr. Fart wants to know what kind of styles are represented here. So tonight, buddy, we had a uh, Pilsner, Czech Pils, a uh, IPA, American IPA, a Hoppy Red, a um, Amber, and uh, now we've got a Double Rye IPA is what we're finishing off with. You can also tune in at 1030 when we actually go on <laughs> online and hear the entire show as opposed to coming in with 10 minutes left and asking questions. Speaking of alienating consumers, thank you for that rant. <laughs> if you look at the bottom left of the uh, Twitch feed, too, uh, you can see all the stats on the beer that we're currently drinking, and then uh, the lineup is actually running everything that we've had tonight. So that's an easy way to check it out. Also, uh, facebook.com slash the brews room. You can see the lineup every night before uh, we go on Twitch. Um, oh, well. Cardinal season's over, but <laughs> blue season starts on Thursday, so everyone that's listening wah, tonight, wah. make sure you get out, uh, come up to exit six, watch the opener. Um, I won't be here, unfortunately, but uh, Jeff also won't be here, so Neither it's a I. bonus. Okay. I, I've got tickets. I, I oh, just nice. found out today I got sweet tickets. So Oh, nice. I'm I actually uh, <laughs> I'm working down at Tin Roof every blues game. No one said it. Is that going to be your new thing now that no one says rusted after Tin Ruth? I was, oh, yeah. I was reading the chat. Mr. Yeah, Farts getting <laughs> aggressive. Did you say Tin Roof? Rusted. God damn. Thank you. Uh, so what do you got? Parks and Rec? Trivia on Thursday? No, on Thursdays. On, on all Blues Thursdays, I'm going to be DJing and doing trivia down there. Just oh, like, like we'll, during we'll the game? We'll have the game sound uh, on, yeah, and we'll do like, little trivia inter- things. Yeah. What do you spin? Uh, well, uh, I'm... Uh, 45. 40. That's... Industry lingo, man. Let us have our talk. Are you a fucking DJ? Used to be. Yeah. He's had a brimful of Asha, though. Je- <laughs> Jeff played a record once when he d- his dad had a, a record player at home, so now he's a fucking DJ. I'm old enough. I had I owned three records, all of which were given to me as birthday gifts. I own more records than you do. Then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want 
to yeah, take but a how guess many of them are uh, masturbating at home? All of them. <laughs> My three records. They were given to you as gifts? What year? Yep. Okay. Uh, all of them are late 80s. One was a movie soundtrack. One is rock. Top one Gun. Is, one is rap. Top Gun is incorrect. I own that on cassette. The Friday soundtrack. <laughs> I've never seen Friday. <laughs> oh, no shit. Friday After Next soundtrack. <laughs> no, I never saw that one either. N.W.A.? For the rap, uh, nope. Beastie Boys. I, I had oh, Beastie good, Boys. Yeah. Okay. Beastie Boys, license, license to ill. ill. Okay, yeah. okay. Right. What were the other two styles? Ra- ra- rock what? and a soundtrack. soundtrack. Um, the Crow soundtrack. <laughs> no, I had that on CD. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I did too. What year was this? Both late eighties. Late eighties. I'm gonna guess eighty six. Hair hairband. Yes. Poison. No. White Snake. White Snake. Yes. <laughs> Here I go and again. The soundtrack. <clears throat> Give us a cocktail. Jo- oh, that's a good. <laughs> uh, Jungle Jim says Beverly Hills Cop. That's also incorrect. But but also a comedy. Give us a comedy. Trading places. No, but starred the same character. Ackroyd. Oh no. Uh, okay, so it's Ghostbusters. Chris Rock. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's actually we really we did really well on getting through. I yeah, thought that, that could have been a half an hour of the show of just us guessing shit. I thought I was. That's gonna, next week. Yeah, we're gonna do Kyle's guessing game for thirty minutes. Name name the songs. Name the first three songs Kyle's lost his virginity to. Well, I know just the one song, and then there's no he way lasted he lasted a long. He yeah, lasted you know, a long time no for, three, for, no for his virginity. Um, Big Black Beer Bash on Friday here at Exit Six. Four yeah. o'clock. Be here. Uh, we've got a ton of awesome beer going on. What are you tab. most looking forward to? Uh, Samuel, 2015. Samuel, stop leaning on the table. You're vibrating the camera. <laughs> it's weird. It looked like we were suffering through an earthquake. Um, 2015. Samuel, um, Tripper Noche from um, New Holland. Uh, it's a tequila barrel aged imperial stout. I've never had it before. So, okay. and then uh, brewery. So happens that Tuesday are probably my three favorite or mm. ones I'm looking forward to most. Tweak. I got uh, 2016 Tweak. One that I'm one of the ones I'm most excited. Tweak for, for me was see fart. We like more than IPAs. <laughs> um, tweak for me a was a huge miss when it first came out. I'm always willing it's, to try it after it's, it's terrible fresh. Awful. After it's aged a couple years, I two years even might not be enough for this beer. Yeah, I don't know. We'll find out. It's 18. Uh, percent so. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. Like you have no idea that there's any coffee in it because it's just so hot. Um, we do have Moab also from Nebraska, which I've never had. Um, I've never had an, an Imperial stat from them, so I can't say that I'm looking super forward to because I don't really know much about that that beer. Um, and if the Supreme Court uh, rules rules in favor of this new statute, are you worried people are just going to come into your 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 cooler and take all these beers? They might. Okay. Yeah, I'd be worried about that. <laughs> oh, Amy says s'mores. Yeah, we've got uh, Dragon Mill Dragon Mill Dragon Mill. Dragon's milk. <laughs> you think New Holland would sue us if we named a beer Dragon Milk? Dragon Milk. That's that's the police. I, I think also Ga- yeah, Game right? of Thrones would have <laughs> have some things to say too. Well, yeah, New true. Holland, Game of Thrones, and Mothers would all sue us. Yeah, man, uh, we thought we did good with Starbucks. <laughs> Dragon's Milk s'mores. Um, we've had that on a couple of times last year when it was available, and it sold out super fast. Wheelchair was asking me what he should come up and try. He's only going to have a short time to be here before he's. they're going to see Venom. He's really excited about that. They already got tickets. So 
He said he's been waiting Me? like all of his life to see a Venom movie. Um, but like, did he miss? I'm sorry, uh, Tom what? Hardy, not Tom Hardy. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church own movie. <laughs> uh, so he was like, "What should I have, or what's going to run out fastest?" And I said, "The Dragon's Milk S'mores, uh, Samael, um, and maybe the brewery beer." I don't think Samael moved that quick because it's expensive. Well, well, there you go. <laughs> Uh, I always tell people bring their wallet and a sober driver to Big Black Beer That's Bash. That's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> Can we make shirts next year for Big Black Beer Bash? Yes, we should do that every year, like for our big events. Like probably right. Have shirts with some kind of smart ass saying on them. People will buy them. Yeah, especially if we sell them across state lines for forty five dollars a shirt. That sounded sound idea. All right. Uh, that all we got? Here's a sound idea. Turn into af- tune into After Dark coming up right after this. Amy gets to listen to her first after. Oh dark. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hey, uh, thanks for uh, yeah being a patron. So we'll talk about Amy and After Dark this week. Sweet. All right. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>